Spring is here and baseball is back. You can't forget the Derby. I love the hats. Do you have yours yet? My hat? I treated myself to a whole outfit. If you want to be able to treat yourself, then you should check out the Nest Savings Account at LGE Community Credit Union, where they want you to reach your savings goals faster. Take it from a pair of 680 The Fan wives. Head to lgeccu.org to find out what makes their team number one in Georgia. We're brought to you by Atlanta Sports Trips. Atlanta Sports Trips is Atlanta's first premium travel service, giving you a chance to go on the road to see your favorite teams play, but combining that with four- and five-star hotel accommodations, very cool pregame parties and meet-and-greets, tailgates, a chance to rub elbows with some of your favorite former athletes and some of your fellow fans. And Atlanta Sports Trips is headed to the national championship game in L.A., but a stopover in Vegas first. Instead of getting gouged for the hotels and the airfare to L.A., Atlanta Sports Trips has planned a three-day perfect championship getaway starting in Las Vegas. Three nights at the MGM Grand, January 7th, 8th, and 9th. And then on Monday morning, we'll head to SoFi Stadium from the, uh, from the MGM Grand with luxury motor coach transportation. We'll take you door-to-door to SoFi Stadium. Your chance to book now at ATL Sports Trips. This will sell out. Inventory is very low. You do not want to wait. Go to atlsportstrips.com. Three nights in Vegas. Luxury round-trip motor coach transportation to L.A. and back from Atlanta Sports Trips. All right, everybody, welcome to this week's edition of Welcome to Matlana. I would be Matt or Matlana. I didn't give myself the nickname. I earned the nickname. Let's not waste any time. Let's get to this week's edition of Welcome to Matlana. All right, let's welcome in one of my favorite guys. You watch him on Fox each and every week when he's giving you NFL commentary. He's Mark Schlereth, lovingly referred to as Stink, who's kind enough to join us on the Hobson & Hobson Newsmaker line. Mark, we appreciate the time. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you guys? We're good. Uh, you know, the, the Falcon fan is kind of living this sort of transition period where they're watching a team that does compete, they play a, a fun, rugged style, but they're one of these teams trying to figure out the quarterback, and I know you've watched them up close and had their games this season. Give me your uh, perceptions of Arthur Smith, what the Falcons are trying to build, and uh, just what you think the process looks like. Yeah, you know, I, I mean, I've been, I've been impressed with Arthur Smith. I really, I really enjoyed him. And, yeah, I, I mean, you know, you look, at their, you look at their passing game right now, and it leaves obviously something to be desired, whether it's quarterback or a combination of quarterback and, and receivers and trying to figure out, you know, what pits could possibly be. I mean, obviously they want to, they want to bank on control line of scrimmage. They want to bank on running the ball. They want to bank on, you know, being able to create some, uh, some, you know, the play action stuff off of that. Um, but, you know, I, I just, I look at them as kind of a, a work in progress with the passing game. I love what they're doing up front, love what they're doing with the running game. Um, but yeah, there, there's you know there's there's a lot to be there's a lot left on the table, so to speak, when it comes to you know throwing the football and being an effective throwing football team. And they're still living this world of all this dead cap money. They have like seventy seven million of dead cap that'll come off. Hopefully, that'll lead to trying to either go out and get the next quarterback or draft it. But I mean, I, I have to think you might like the Falcon style and some of the style we're seeing around the league. Mark, it almost looks like this weird sort of either transition teams are in or this throwback to a lot of teams running the ball. We're playing lower scoring games. Do you like the pivot we're in right now? Is it just a small cycle or do you think this could be something that lasts a little longer? 
Well, no, I think I think one, you know, you want to you want to go out there, and everybody wants to find the quarterback, right? Everybody wants to go out there in the draft and get their guy. And you know, the the quarterbacks that are being developed in college right now, you know, they're the read option, you know, the RPO type running slash throwing quarterbacks. And so I think the transition to the NFL uh, where you don't have to be a straight drop back guy because anytime you're running the RPO stuff, you know, where you're kind of basically flagging that ball out there to a running back and you're really just putting one dude in conflict. You're putting a, let's call it a hook defender in conflict. And if he comes up and, you know, tries to defend the run, well, you throw it to one receiver, but you're only reading one receiver. You know, you're reading some guy on a drift route or, you know, some guy on an in-cutting route. And he's coming right into that hole where that linebacker is stepping up to take away the potential dive handoff, and that's where you're throwing it. And so it's it's not like it's it's not like you're reading out a progression from one two three, you know, based on the defense they're running. You're reading one thing, and so the transition is is easier for the quarterbacks at, at that stage of the game. And you know, obviously, you want to keep grooming them so that they can be those guys that sit in the pocket and rip people apart, but it's just not the way the game is right now. It's not the way the game is going right now, um, and so you're basically morphing into what the you know what the college game is giving you, and you're making those guys fit. And you know we've seen it with the the transition in Chicago to Justin Fields. We've seen you know what Jalen Hurts has done this year after you know after kind of being a question mark after a second season. So that that's kind of that's kind of the way the league is going right now. The other thing I will tell you is. You know, all the rules the NFLPA and the and the NFL have agreed to about eliminating practice and keeping guys out of facilities, and this, that, and the other. I, I think the one thing you have to understand is um, the most skilled position in football is, is offensive line, in my mind, without question. And the reason I say that is because collectively, offensive linemen are the worst athletes on the football field. Uh, and, and I'm being serious. I'm yeah. not being funny. We're the worst athletes on the football field. Now think about this. Every time you line up, you're lining up against a guy that's a better athlete than you, sometimes exponentially better than you. And I'm supposed to block you 65 out of 65 plays. And if I miss one and you get a sack, you go to the Pro Bowl and I'm a piece of crap. And that's the world that you live in as an offensive line. And so one of the transitions without being able to groom and manage and develop offensive linemen, the easier thing to do is, is run, run the ball, run block, set up your play action stuff, make sure that everything is out of the quarterback's hands quickly, or that you have six, seven guys in protection. So that's the transition you're seeing because what we've done is we've we've built hundred million dollar facilities and then we've uh, you know as players and then we've locked ourselves out of them. Oh, you guys can't come and work out and you can't meet with an old line coach and you can't actually work on your skill sets. Uh, you got to go out to California and spend hundreds of thousands of dollars or Arizona or wherever the hell it is you live in the off season. It's just insanity to me. And so I think what you're really seeing right now is you're seeing. You know, this last collective bargaining agreement with the rookie wage scale and the lockouts and all that stuff, I think what you're seeing is it affecting the skill of the five guys up front. And there in turn, I think their scoring is down a lot because of it. We're brought to you by Atlanta Sports Trips. Atlanta Sports Trips is Atlanta's first premium travel service, giving you a chance to go on the road to see your favorite teams play 
but combining that with four- and five-star hotel accommodations, very cool pregame parties and meet-and-greets, tailgates, a chance to rub elbows with some of your favorite former athletes and some of your fellow fans. And Atlanta Sports Trips is headed to the national championship game in L.A., but a stopover in Vegas first. Instead of getting gouged for the hotels and the airfare to L.A., Atlanta Sports Trips has planned a three-day perfect championship getaway starting in Las Vegas. Three nights at the MGM Grand, January 7th, 8th, and 9th. And then on Monday morning, we'll head to SoFi Stadium from the uh, from the MGM Grand with luxury motor coach transportation. We'll take you door to door to SoFi Stadium. Your chance to book now at ATL Sports Trips. Dot com. This will sell out. Inventory is very low. You do not want to wait. Go to atlsportstrips.com. Three nights in Vegas. Luxury round-trip motor coach transportation to L.A. and back from Atlanta Sports Trips. Home field advantage exists in baseball. Insurance, too. Your local trusted choice independent insurance agents are active members of your community. They'll always have your back. Find a local auto, home, or business insurance agent at trustedchoice.com. Folks, you just heard from Smoltzy and you heard it from me as well. Clayton Rhodes and the Rhodes Group are my trusted choice for insurance agents. They've been my agent for a long time and they serve all of Metro Atlanta. To get up to 10 auto insurance quotes in less than 10 minutes, visit roads-group.com slash churnoff today. That's roads-group.com slash churnoff. It's a new year, which means it's time to try something new. And I'm talking to you folks who have not yet tried the Daily Draft in downtown Woodstock. I hope you'll go see my friend Sean Daly. That's, get it, the Daily Draft. This is the ultimate sports bar experience. So as the football playoffs near, and then baseball's around the corner, knock on wood, and all the fun springtime things that will happen in Atlanta, you're going to want to enjoy it at the Daily Draft. It's downtown Woodstock on Main Street. What you're going to find, a craft beer bar, self-serve taps, uh, big screens all around you to catch every view of the big game. And when I say a big screen, they have a movie-sized screen with a front-row seat right in front of it that you can grab if you get there at the right time to enjoy all your favorite games. A chef-inspired menu with soup, salad, sandwiches, flatbreads, uh, you name it, they have everything to find everybody exactly what they want when you're going with the family, a boys' night, or a date night. TheDailyDraft.net is where you can find all the information about some of the nights like Trivia Night, Kids Eat Free Night, and more. TheDailyDraft.net. Go find them downtown Woodstock on Main Street. Tell them Matt sent you. You'll love The Daily Draft. One more on that note. Mark, do you think the day of the pocket passer only where the guy doesn't, I don't say he'd have to run, but like doesn't have mobility, is that a thing that teams are going to pivot away from for the short term at least? Yeah, I think so. well, I think it, not only short term, but you're not going to get that. That's not coming out of college anymore. Like, I mean, how many schools have that? Yeah, you're just not developing that anymore. It's not the way the college game has gone. So you're getting these guys that are dual threats, which is which is great. You know, here's the other thing that's crazy, and I've talked to John Harbaugh about this. Um, you know, I talked to Matt Eberflus last week about this because I did the the Green Bay the Packer uh, uh, Bears game. And um, and essentially, you know, just the conversations I've had with different coaches, they're like, listen, man, my guy runs around and he moves around, but I'm hard-pressed to say he takes more big-time hits, more devastating hits inside the pocket than he does outside the pocket, where you have room, where you can slide, where you can protect yourself, where you see the guys coming. You know, you're not getting blindsided in the, in between your shoulder blades out there in the open. And so they're like the majority of the big hits 
um, of, of a, the quarterback position are not with the running quarterbacks being outside the pocket. They, those guys are great athletes, and they have, they have the ability to protect themselves out there. It's in the pocket where you know, I see the, the majority of big hits. So I just find it interesting to see that, that transition, how it's going, and how people are like, wait a minute, this uh, all of a sudden feels viable to me. Where it was like, and even two, three years ago, you're like, hey, you can't win long-term that way. Well, I, I think it's changing. I think the attitude's changing. Yeah. Uh, let me ask you just some guts and some opinion stuff. Do you think this is the final ride for Brady, or do you think he considers coming back another year? Um, you know, I've gone back and I've vacillated back and forth on that. I mean, you know, I, I think the, the here's what I think about Brady. It just having met with him multiple times and, and talked to him a bunch over the years – like the one place that Tom Brady can be a dude is in the locker room. And he's a dude. Like he likes that, right? He likes to be one of the guys. I think that's where he feels his most natural. And I like, I don't, I don't wish divorce and that's horrible. And, you know, and breaking up families and all that is, is, is terrible stuff. But like, I think he just loves it. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be shocked at all. To see, because there's one person that I think was dragging him away from it, and that was his wife, and that has dissolved. And I, I just, I just think that guy loves to be a part of it. He loves to be in the locker room. He loves to compete. Um, I think you've seen it on his face this year how how tough it's been. Um, I think he would like to go out feeling a little bit different than he does right now. I saw where Joe Buck said he wouldn't be shocked at all if Brady never does the Fox gig. Would you think the same? Yeah. Or he decides not to be, you know, not to be at the games and do. Maybe he decides to go in the studio. But listen, man, like watch him, watch him play, watch him throw the ball, watch the way he operates. Um, he doesn't. It's not like he can't play. It's not like he's lost it. Like the dude can still swing it. And you know, I think the most fascinating thing about him when you watch him play. And I heard Byron Leftwich say this about him. Goes the guy never gets bored taking the first read in the progression. If the first read is a flat, and you know you throw it at four yards, and the guy turns up and gets five to six, and it's open, he takes it one hundred percent of the time. He never bypasses it. He'll take it and and then he'll move on to and. Like, until you take it away, he's doing it. He never gets bored kind of taking the small profit. And eventually, you know, you, you jump on that stuff and you decide to take it away, and then there's something over the top. But he, he's never anxious to get that something over the top. He lets it come to him. And I think it's, it's fascinating to be, you know, that consistent a player. Mark, two more real quick ones. Do you think – I'll put it this way. Why do you think the Ravens haven't gotten anything done with Lamar yet? Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, I, I, like, I don't, I don't know that. I don't know. I, I don't know if it's they've, you know, drawn a number in the sand and and Lamar won't accept it. Um, which to me, with his injury, that should be that should be a sign. Like, uh, it's always been my opinion that you don't ever make up money in the NFL. Like, you you can't turn down money. The, getting hurt in this league, there's a hundred percent probability you are going to get hurt if you play NFL football. So. Um, I think they put their their line in the sand that this is what we're willing to pay you, and and I think that's on Lamar that he doesn't want to take that. Last thing, if you had to guess, is Aaron back in Green Bay next year? Or does he start kind of whispering that he might want to change again? 
I I think that Green Bay is going to move. Uh, and I think Aaron finishes career else, elsewhere, and now with the Jimmy Garoppolo injury, maybe in San Francisco. That one's been rumored before. Why not again? Mark does such a great job. You guys will enjoy him each and every week on Fox. We've had him in the booth calling Falcon games as well. Mark Schlera, it's always a great pleasure. Thanks for taking some out, uh, time out for us. We appreciate it. You got it. Take care. We'll talk to you soon. All right, coming up next, George is now in the Fours Club. No, I said the Fours Club. We'll get naughty with the numbers next. We're brought to you by Atlanta Sports Trips. Atlanta Sports Trips is Atlanta's first premium travel service, giving you a chance to go on the road to see your favorite teams play, but combining that with four- and five-star hotel accommodations. Very cool pregame parties and meet-and-greets, tailgates, a chance to rub elbows with some of your favorite former athletes and some of your fellow fans. And Atlanta Sports Trips is headed to the national championship game in L.A., but a stopover in Vegas first. Instead of getting gouged for the hotels and the airfare to L.A., Atlanta Sports Trips has planned a three-day perfect championship getaway starting in Las Vegas. Three nights at the MGM Grand, January 7th, 8th, and 9th. And then on Monday morning, we'll head to SoFi Stadium from the the MGM Grand with luxury motor coach transportation. We'll take you door-to-door to SoFi Stadium. Your chance to book now at atlsportstrips.com. This will sell out. Inventory is very low. You do not want to wait. Go to atlsportstrips.com. Three nights in Vegas. Luxury round-trip motor coach transportation to L.A. and back from Atlanta Sports Trips. Hey, are you tired of shopping your car and home insurance every single year? Well, somebody's got to do it. But that somebody doesn't have to be you. At the Rose Group, we can get you up to 10 insurance quotes in less than 10 minutes. Visit us online today at roads-group.com. It's a new year, which means it's time to try something new. And I'm talking to you folks who have not yet tried the Daily Draft in downtown Woodstock. I hope you'll go see my friend Sean Daly. That's, get it, the Daily Draft. This is the ultimate sports bar experience. So as the football playoffs near and then baseball's around the corner, knock on wood and all the fun springtime things that will happen in atlanta you're going to want to enjoy it at the daily draft it's downtown woodstock on main street what you're going to find a craft beer bar self-serve taps a big screens all around you to catch every view of the big game and when i say a big screen they have a movie size screen with a front row seat right in front of it that you can grab if you get there at the right time to enjoy all your favorite games a chef inspired menu with soup salad sandwiches flatbreads, uh, you name it, they have everything to find everybody exactly what they want when you're going with the family, a boys' night, or a date night. The dailydraft.net is where you can find all the information about some of the nights like trivia night, kids eat free night, and more. The dailydraft.net. Go find them downtown Woodstock on Main Street. Tell them Matt sent you. You'll love the Daily Draft. Brad, we appreciate the time. How are you? I'm living the dream. It's been a busy week, but I'm happy to be on. Thanks for having me. Uh, unfortunately, we're talking about drama and, and off-court stuff, but it did grab a lot of headlines, the uh, athletic piece that I referred to. Brad, and I want to start kind of right there. If you're guessing, how does this story get out? Yeah, you know, anytime that something like this happens, you try to connect the dots. It felt like this one was a little bit deeper than some of these stories are, where like you can kind of almost pinpoint where it came from. I think it it's probably, you know, either somebody's, somebody's agent or somebody's brother or something like it's always it starts somewhere and then good reporters get it and then they start making calls and then once they know the story 
it's easier to, to confirm and get detail on the story than to actually break the story, if that makes sense. So it probably started with something relatively innocuous and uh, kind of went from there. Can I offer a, a hypothetical, and I, I have no basis, just a, an opinion, that is there a chance somebody within the Hawks put it out because we've tried to get through to Trey on some other things and, you know, the superstar sometimes doesn't want to hear it. So we are going to put this out because watching Trey in his media session yesterday, uh, we know it wasn't him. We know he was bothered that it got out. Is there a chance the Hawks behind the scenes tried to you know, get through to him on this issue specifically and others and went, all right, we're going to put it out there and let him have to answer questions about it? I'd say there's always a chance. I mean, it's, it's conceivable if you think about it. I mean, whether that's a coordinated decision or not, or if it's just, it's just somebody in the front office decided, you know, maybe this is a good idea, that's definitely possible. I, I don't know that to be true for sure. But, uh, you know, given the, uh, the the only handful of people that could know what happened here, that includes the front office. So it's certainly possible. So let's talk about the issue at hand, and then we'll, we'll kind of go broad from here. So on Friday at the shoot-around, Nate and uh, Trey were talking about whether he was going to take part, whether he was going to take part in walkthrough, he's going to play in the game. And listening or reading, I should say, the, the Shams and, and Sam Amick piece, McMillan gave him two options of that night's game that play off the bench or don't show up for the game. That just sounds so weird for a head coach. If the player's healthy enough to play, well, it's Trey, you're going to start, or you're going to just play off the bench or not come. Like, that part of it confused me. Yeah, it also confused me, and what made it even more confusing was Dave McMillan really only denied forcefully one thing, and it was that he told, that he would never tell a player not to come not not to come to a game, uh, in, in his first media availability. Now, obviously, that could be just spin, but he was that was the one thing he pointed out in, on his own, like he wanted to deny was that part. And just do the math on this. Also, like Matt, put yourself in a situation where what if Trey comes to the game and comes off the bench? Do you think the question after the game, number number one, number two, number three, is going to be why anything? But why is Trey coming off the bench? Like yeah. they were, they were going to have to talk about that at some point. You know what I'm saying? It's just it's just so weird all the way around. It, it really is. Brad Rollins, our guest, locked on Hawks podcast. So superstar coach drama is nothing new. Hell, we saw it here with 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 Trey and Lloyd. It's happened since the beginning of time with star player and coach. So that I don't think that's a huge deal. Um, in this case, though, when you read the rest of the the Amick and and Shams piece, that there have already been several team meetings and behind the scenes people talk about issues going on like I, I don't know that we know exactly what's happening but Brad we're a month and a half into two months into the season and we're, we're hearing about several different issues going on that's concerning far more than this yeah I totally agree I think obviously the the headline grabbing story is the is the coach player thing but if you read deeper that there's that part about team meetings there's the part about the locker room in general that was kind of referenced that wasn't anything specific with, between players but I know Sam Amick gave a radio interview or a podcast interview where he said if the, he, in, his, in his reporting, if the, if the locker room was choosing one of the sides, they were actually going to be on Nate's side of this one, which wow. definitely raised my eyebrows too. So obviously you never know, and that could be different sources, but it doesn't seem like it's just Trey versus Nate. It seems like it might be Trey versus everybody on some level on this one. It's a little bit, it's a little bit odd. It's interesting too, right? We heard some of this stuff out of Dallas with Luca that Luca wasn't getting along with teammates the last couple of years and guys didn't want to play with him. So ball dominant. So maybe it's, it's some of that, but I think the other intriguing thing here and this is sometimes we confuse the best player on the team who makes the most money with the guy who's supposed to be the leader. Like I, it, those two things sometimes don't work hand in hand and maybe trade at his age, his style, his personality, maybe that's just not conducive to wanting to be the leader or embracing it the way he should. Is that a possibility? It's possible. I mean, there, there's sort of an inherent responsibility to being the face of the franchise and being the guy, especially in the NBA. It's like, kind of like being the quarterback in the NFL. Like, even if you're not a natural leader, like, you, you just kind of have to be one. Like, you get to be one as the best player. But I don't think that Trey 
is a natural like vocal leader. I think if you, that's not even a, a shot at Trey. It's just not really his personality in my experience and what I've heard about him. And it, 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 you can sort of have that guy in place and have other leadership elsewhere, but there is still always going to be some onus on your guy in capital letters being some sort of a leader and setting an example, and there's always a balance to draw there. So if we if we play this out, and we don't really know all of this stuff, but if we believe, Nate, that he's never told a player not to, to show up, I will tell you, and I, this comes from a huge Trey fan, and the listeners know that, it's such a bad look for Trey not to be on the bench, number one. Number two, I thought he could have owned it in the media session and said, I had a bad moment, should have been here, that's on me, but he sort of doubled down on it of just, it's none of your business. I don't know if anybody in the organization would, would talk to him, because I think with superstars, you walk on eggshells sometimes. I wonder if Tony Ressler would. How would they handle the response to what's come out in the media? Yeah, that's interesting. I, I think that I agree with you on, on the media session. I thought he didn't look great being as combative as he was the day or you know, two days later, um, even in a, in a local session. And you know, this Atlanta media is not the hardest media. It's not like this is, this is not New York. Yeah. You know what I mean, it wasn't. Uh, so it was uh, a little bit strange there. But, yeah, I, I think anytime a, a superstar is involved, maybe Tony does get involved. I'm not sure if he has. I'm not saying that he has. But I think that he's been a hands-on guy in the past. And what, if it wasn't Trey, I don't, think, I don't think it gets to Tony's level. But because it is a national story and because it is Trey, uh, it wouldn't shock me if Trey had a conversation with Tony at some point or the other way around or uh, if he was somewhat involved just because of how big the deal became. Uh, Brad Rowland with us. He hosts the Locked on Hawks podcast. He's with us on the Hobson and Hobson Newsmaker line. We know how these things usually work out, and by usually I mean all the time. The superstar is the most powerful guy in the organization. The head coach, even with years left on his contract, is going to be the guy who is shown the door. It probably is not imminent, but Brad, if they are a 500 team for the next month, if we get close to the all-star break, doesn't it seem like that's the obvious place that we're going to go is they replace Nate, even with, I don't know if it's you know Purdy, who's the interim, who's had some head coaching experience just to make the change. Yeah, I mean, I agree with the general premise. Like, the head coach is always the one that gets seemingly gets the axe on these things. You know, it was in, in that same report they were saying he's safe, and I don't think he's like imminently going to be fired if they lose tonight, for instance. But I think if they had a bunch of losses in a row and like had, had a real dead period, that's what got Louis Pierce when they finally lost a bunch of games in a row. That's what ultimately kind of turned the lever on him. And Nate's a more established guy. And like you just said, they don't have Nate McMillan to go to. Like in that Lloyd Pierce instance, they had a guy who was ready-made to replace him and everybody knew it. This is not, this is not the same situation. If you, if you remove Nate, you don't have your, your next version of Nate to go to. So it's a little bit less easy on that. And I think Nate has more credibility in the league, much less with the team, than Lloyd did then too. So it's a little bit more challenging. But yeah, I mean, no one should be surprised if they have a downturn at some point if, they, if Nate does not make it out of that. From a, a team standpoint, I don't know if Trey's frustrated by it. I know I am. I, I don't like when my owner tells me he's not afraid to go into the tax. And the sole move you trade, you know, the sole reason you trade Kevin Herter is to go under the tax. Some of the other smaller moves they've made is to stay under the tax. And now we're hearing about other moves that they might have to make so they don't approach the tax again. And I don't know if that's part of the reason, once again, they're listening on John Collins. But my fear is, as the Hawk fan, I mean, you have a ceiling. I don't think anybody who's not willing to go on the tax is ever going to compete for a championship. And you could say you are when the right move is there, but trading Herder just goes against everything that you were saying and you were selling about trying to, to see the momentum of this team taking the next step. I totally agree. It's not impossible to win a championship without being in the luxury tax, but it's very hard. And it's very hard if you're making moves on the margins that 
pretty much obviously make your team worse. You, you could certainly argue how much it made them worse to lose Herder, and I was uh, lower on that trade than some people were, but at the very least, that was not a basketball trade. That was a deal that was, yes, they got a first-round pick in the deal, but it was really about money, like you said, and it wasn't the first time, and I think the Collins thing is not all about that, but part of that is that they're worried about the money for the future, and um, we'll see how they sort of navigate, navigate it down the line, but yeah, I think approaching it and saying that you're willing to go on the tax and then making moves that kind of say the opposite of that it's not going to go over well with your fans that pay attention. And I will fully admit, like, again, as a big fan of that team, I mean, this is generations of, of getting stuck in the middle, and that was my, my hope on this team is that they wouldn't get stuck in the middle. And I think as they're currently constructed, the bench is not going to give you much. It's good to have Bogey back, but the bench doesn't offer much. They're not a good shooting team. They're not great defensively. They're better. They're certainly not great offensively. I just look at a team that their ceiling to me looks like the middle. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's part of the challenge here is that getting Trey is the big domino that everybody wanted because you, know, you have to have a star to win this league. That's definitely the case. But it gives you a little bit of wiggle room and a little bit of cover, actually, if you're the owner because you have Trey and now you have DeJounte to say, all right, we have these guys. But if you look, the, look down the roster, death was a pretty noticeable concern even over the summer, and they didn't really address it. And part of that is money. And it's not it's kind of a challenge. Like, you have to hit everything so perfectly to win at the highest level that making it harder on yourself by kind of refusing and drawing a line in the sand on the money side, it just kind of hamstrings Travis Slank. And, you know, Travis has his strength and weaknesses too, but he's done a good job in the draft. He's got a lot of things right. But if you are not allowed by by your superior to go to a certain level monetarily, it just kind of makes life harder for you. Yeah, I would agree. Uh, Brad's podcast is a wonderful listen if you're a Hawks fan. Locked on Hawks is where you can get uh, all the Hawks scoop, both after games and when stories like uh, with Trey and Nate were happening. It's always a great place to turn. Brad, we appreciate the time as always. Uh, we'll talk to you down the road. Thanks for having me as always. Thanks, everybody, so much for taking the time to listen to this week's edition of Welcome to Atlanta. Thanks to our producer, Matt Lear, for his assistance with the program. He's the glue that keeps the operation running. We'll talk to you next week on Welcome to Atlanta. Spring is here and baseball is back. You can't forget the Derby. I love the hats. Do you have yours yet? My hat? I treated myself to a whole outfit. If you want to be able to treat yourself, then you should check out the Nest Savings Account at LGE Community Credit Union, where they want you to reach your savings goals faster. Take it from a pair of 680 The Fan wives. Head to lgeccu.org to find out what makes their team number one in Georgia. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. Is there chaos in your closet? Look, Blouse, you've got some nerve hanging there like that. I can't help it. I'm jammed in here next to this suit. Hey, I'm a three-piece, all right, which means I need a little more room. You've got a lot of attitude for a linen suit. I'm a polyester blend, sweetheart, and there needs to be room for men's clothes, too. Hi, I'm Christina, and in Artisan Custom Closets, we help families organize and simplify their closets with customized storage solutions. See what's possible for your home at artisancustomcloset.com and then call us for a free in-home consultation. 